now you caged in This is what boys turn to made men This ain't no game, ain't no playpen Come with the hook and the kick, now your stomach is sick and there ain't no escaping Come to the cage and get knocked out Come into work and get clocked out Get hit with uppercut, straight to the uppercut Down for the count and he can't even talk now This MMA, what we talking about? Yeah, you tuned into the pod now Gonna be hard for you to stop now Yeah, we caged in All right, man. Welcome back to another episode of Caged In. I'm your host, Chris DiCarlo. I got a very special guest on the line with me today. Somebody I've been looking to talk and uh, looking to talk to for a minute now. It's Carlos Lazoya, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing excellent. How you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for coming on and talking to me. I know people that you know personally, and they're like, you got to get Carlos on and talk to him. He's a good dude. He's got a cool story. So. Had I knew you were on the top of my list to get on the show, man, and, and you know take some time and talk to me, so I appreciate yeah, that. Sure, and I see a lot of your stuff too. I was like, uh, yeah. following me also, so I was like, hmm, I wouldn't mind getting on with them, you know? Hell yeah, let's get it, man. I'm I'm excited to have you, bro. Um, so you're seven and two professional flyweight. You are fighting on June 26th for Fury Fury FC 65 versus Nate Smith. I want to get into that fight a little bit, but when I get people on here for the first time, like you. I like to kind of dig into the backstory a little bit and kind of make our way up to that fight. And then we can talk about that a little later. Does that work for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, bro. Let's get it. So what off the rip, what kind of got you? I know first, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Kind of what's the backstory there? Yeah. So uh, I, I originally grew up from uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. And then um, and that that's where I'm from. And then I grew up there and I stayed there until I was 17. Um, but uh yeah, and then from 17, I moved up to Idaho to wrestle in college. And then uh, after staying in Idaho for a little bit, I went active duty military. And then after the military service, uh, ended up in Massachusetts. Hell yeah. So what originally got you into MMA? Was it your wrestling background from college? I know you got a jiu-jitsu background as well. Kind of what got you into the gym and be like, all right, I want to do MMA? So, uh, yeah, I did jiu-jitsu like, pretty much my whole life growing up. And... Uh, but, uh, so I wrestled, I wrestled one year in college and I did great. I was like, I was ranked, uh, really high up in the nation in uh, in college. And, um, but after, after my one year, like it was like summertime and, uh, I wanted to keep still compete. I still wanted to compete. And, uh, I was like, I wasn't doing great academically <clears throat> at the time. I was just kind of an airhead. I was like, just literally i i just won i went to school to wrestle and um and i wasn't really looking to like get a degree like i was i was just an airhead you know yeah yeah I, you. I got i got done with my first year in college i was like yeah i don't know if this is for me and then uh my buddy joaquin uh one of my best friends he was like six and he was like six and oh or six and one or something like that as a pro yeah. and uh, all he did was like run he was just like a crazy fucking athlete you know yeah and uh and so uh, one day, like uh, I just got done wrestling, and uh, one day he was like, "Hey, bro, uh, do do you want to fight for this title in Montana?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then so then I fought uh, Sean O'Malley. So that's yeah, that's, that's I saw I that. Well, that was your first MMA fight. Yeah, that was my first MMA. Because I thought so I, I I went back and I watched the fight, and I think I saw on the broadcast. Did they have you listed as like three and zero or something on the broadcast? Yeah. So they 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 fight like they didn't budget. Uh, by accident, they did it on purpose so I could fight for a title, and uh, 
But, uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah, because I saw that fight, and I was like, man, they played him. He was in there for Sean O'Malley in his first fight, bro. That's fucking crazy. Like, who would have thought? Yeah, no, it's it's funny. But, um, yeah. but that's how I got into it was because uh, my uh, one of my best friends, Joaquin, um, and uh, I was just uh, I just kind of wanted to keep competing, you know. And that's that was literally I just I just love competing. And yeah. I, I think of a life where uh, you know because I grew up competing in jujitsu, and I and I was competing in wrestling a lot in high school and then college. And then uh, I I just couldn't think of a scenario where I was like I wasn't competing in life. So I was like. I was like, I needed, I needed it, you know? So yeah. I was like, were you a so, fan of the sport growing up as well? Were you watching like the UFC and Bellator and all like that stuff as you were growing oh, up, like through school? I watched UFC and WEC growing up. And, uh, you know, a lot of UFC fighters used to come to my old gym too. And, uh, I would get to roll with them. And, uh, so like, I was definitely always a big fan of it, but, yeah. uh, in my mind, especially as a kid, I, I always wanted to be like a black belt world champion, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my goal first and the reason i went to college it was like so i can get better at grappling mm -hmm. uh to wrestle you know um so i was like because you know my jujitsu was great and but i was like i need it i need to like get an edge i need to get that wrestling yeah, exactly so uh but uh uh no I mean, i'm still a grappler at heart and i love grappling but right. i also so but yeah i was always a big fan i, I used to watch uh anderson silva all the time hell yeah uh, uh, his walkout music like the doom. yeah 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 <laughs> it get me so hyped up with the black and yellow shorts on and everything oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah so uh, you know that was that always got me hyped up and uh i know always knew maybe like in the future i would fight mma uh but not like like this but i just like for fun yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's what it started out as it was just like just kind of for fun you know yeah definitely um you don't have a nickname no no nickname is there a reason behind that I just never got one. <laughs> <laughs> no, one. No one was giving you a nickname in the gym? No, I never got one at the gym, you know. That's people funny. I mean, nice guy or something like that, but I'm like, that's kind of gay. Yeah. So. <laughs> at this point, I mean, it's not even worth even having one at this point, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, I never really had a nickname. Uh, you know, I, I would get called Dumbo as a kid because yeah. I had ears. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, nothing really stuck like that. It's always yeah, been yeah. Carlos or Carlito. So There you go. I know you mentioned that you're a, a BJJ world champion. Um, how else would you describe your fight style if you could describe your fight style? Uh, I feel like uh, uh, very fluid. I have like a, a very fluid, um, usually like controlled pace. And uh, I wouldn't say like I'm not a reckless person. And uh, I mean, I, I have great conditioning and I can be like a, like a fast paced person. <clears throat> Uh, but I think my style would be definitely be pressure. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great, great pressure fighter. And even if I'm walking backwards, I know how to maintain pressure. So, um, right. I feel like a, I'm a very good pressure fighter. Yeah. What makes you different from other fighters that you've kind of competed against or you see like in the gym, like what makes you, what separates you from everybody else? Uh, I think I have like, uh, I'm just, uh, I think a lot. So like, uh, um, I hate to use the word IQ, like, but I, I do have a great IQ when it comes to fighting and, um, you know, just like my lifetime doing jujitsu and grappling, you just kind of like think, yeah. uh, like a little differently, <clears throat> but, um, uh, I feel like a lot of athletes, even at a higher level are just, or so a lot of fighters are just athletes, you know, they're athletes yeah. that have a few skills 
But, uh, I mean, I, I really don't, like, I don't see myself as, like, an athletic person. Um, but, like, uh, I'm a very uh, smart fighter, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I, that's the biggest difference, you know? Because I've I fought a lot of bigger fighters. I fought a lot of stronger fighters, uh, lankier, uh, more conditioned fighters. But um, I think it's the... Um, uh, even maybe tougher fighters, but I think I think it's the like uh, the technique. You know, I have a yeah, very sure. good technique. Definitely. I mean, you have that like world champion jujitsu pedigree, and then you mix that in with your wrestling experience, and then you've been to all these different gyms and picked up skills and tools from from every from everywhere you've been. So I think you're probably one of the more well-rounded fighters outside of the UFC right now that are kind of on the brink of getting in. So you know, when I watch your game just as a fan from the outside i just see like a complete fighter you know like you said you have that pressure you have the gas tank and then you have all the skills in there i it's very tough to see a hole in your game at this point in your career yeah and uh if i did have a hole i think it would be my striking but even my striking man like i've I have very good striking, but my grappling is just that good. <laughs> yeah that's like your that's like your original background too though so that's something that's kind of got to stick with you forever anyway you know oh yeah so uh <clears throat> But uh, no, I, I think uh, that's that's probably what makes me do difference is like I feel like so many people focus on the athletic performance of being a fighter. And uh, my whole focus, my entire career has always been on, like my technique. You know, I, I, I grew I, my last all my fights have been 135. You know, I wasn't cutting weight. I was just I would fight, you know, right. and uh, and my first fight at 125 was my last fight, you know, and I was fighting the best guys outside the UFC at 135. Right. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't mind, I don't think size matters that much, but, uh, right. I, more than anything, the, the technique of it, uh, is what matters, exactly. what separates it. Do you have yeah. a preference for weight class? Cause like you said, you only fought at 25 once and you've been mostly at 35. Do you have a preference on which weight class you would like to make your home or are you just kind of okay with going back and forth? I think I'm okay with going back and forth. Uh, but, um, I, for sure, like, uh, right now I want to focus on 125 just cause like I'm, I'm walking like 139, you know? Right. So, and then I, I like 135 is fun. Like I get, 135 is like a fight or like, right. I feel like that's, uh, a, a, a place I could be at. Like literally I could make weight every week, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know? So <laughs> if I wanted to fight every single week and get like 200 fights, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> weight class <laughs> exactly and that's like one of those things too it's like if you get a call last minute it's like hey somebody fell out can you fill in it's like yeah i'm only off five pounds i'm good you know yeah you know uh yeah i, I think uh that's definitely a great great advantage you know some people would look at it as a disadvantage but i think it's uh it's great like i uh i've always felt uh sharper you know than my opponents at 135 because these guys had to uh, worry about cutting so much weight and yeah, you know I, I know how to wear on people too so yeah. uh uh but uh no i love i love both of them you know yeah, and sure. five i feel i can really like uh uh my physicality definitely like takes over you know i i, I can really uh like pressure people the way i love to um right 35 I had to be a little careful you know i had to get people tired first then yeah, I had yeah. To they got a little bit more power up there at 135 and then do it at 25 so it makes total sense um you mentioned your military background earlier um, I kind of want to dive into that a little bit. When did you join the military? How long were you in service? And secondly, thank you for your service off the top. Thank, thank you, man. Uh, no, so I joined the military in 2014, and then uh, I got out at 2021. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I, I, I liked the military. And it was that same friend that got me into MMA. He was actually a recruiter <clears throat> for the National Guard. So he was a recruiter for the National Guard yeah. and his roommate. And almost every <laughs> single day, he'd be like, hey, bro, you want to take the test to get into the military? I was like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And then uh, yeah. one day I was like, uh, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll take that test. And I, I, uh, he was like, yeah, just take the test. If you don't want to enlist, that's fine. And I took, I took the test and I did really, really good. I could get any job I wanted. Right. And, and then I was like, huh, being a medic sounds really cool. And so, uh, I enlisted to be a medic in the national guard. Oh yeah. Uh, but then after two years of being in the guard, I went active duty and I did five years active duty and, mm-hmm. uh, I jumped everywhere and, uh, ended up in Washington after a while. Nice. But, yeah. So you were an army ranger. Is that correct? Yeah. I was an army ranger. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was an Army Ranger at 2nd Ranger Battalion. And uh, I, I, I met Connor Matthews. Mm-hmm. At, uh, we were at the same post, and then we ended up training at the same gym. You yeah, know? I was going to say, like, I, I heard through the grapevine that that's kind of how you guys met was through the Rangers. And that's just a pretty wild connection. And now you guys are, like, training partners and, and making the same, chasing the same dreams and making the same run together. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool, man. And, uh, you know, he, he wasn't an Army Ranger. But he was a, he was a CCT for the Air Force, and uh, you know, uh, but uh, we we were at the same gym and we had that connection of like being in special operations and stuff. So uh, uh, you know that that was really cool to uh, you know me and Connor do connect in that way, and then we both fight and we're about the same age. So exactly, Connor, I love Connor. Yeah, man. he's a great guy, man. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple times. I'm gonna have him on the show eventually before his contender series fight. I can't wait to have that conversation as well. Um, was he the one that kind of got you to choose Massachusetts as your home, considering you were in Vegas and then you were in Idaho and Washington? Is he, was, he part of the reason that brought you out here? He was a big influence for that, for sure. Because uh, my wife, she wanted to go to school out here in Harvard. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I was like, I was kind of thinking of where to train. Um, and then I was like, uh, Connor was like, oh, he's like, hey, uh, come to Massachusetts. Uh, you come down here, we can get you a job too. And I was like, so nice, you know? Yeah. So. Honor made like he just he was definitely the cherry on top for both of us. And then I, I talked to my wife and I was like, let's just go to Massachusetts. Yeah, and everything then, kind of aligned it, that way for you. Yeah, that way she could chase her dream with school and then um then I could chase my dream with fighting. And uh yeah, it worked out, man. It worked out so, so great. Connor really was like he was a huge blessing for us. It wouldn't have worked out without Connor. Yeah, you know? it is it's such a cool like story and such a cool connection that you guys made. And it all just ended up kind of just leading to like where you guys are now it's pretty wild yeah and it's awesome because it, it feels like we're both going to get in the uc this year so mm-hmm. you know uh very soon uh it, it's like it's a, uh, it's pretty sweet man it's sweet it's a it's a weird feeling to be like i'm not I haven't reached my goal yet you know and the uc isn't my goal but uh it, it's definitely a milestone you know yeah. and uh and i know it's gonna happen here soon you know for sure Let's kind of leaning into like your training background. You know, you are you over at Lozon's main main um, full time? Is that your full time gym? Uh, so Lozon's, he's uh, I, I train there about three to four times a week, mm-hmm. and then uh, I train at USMMA about three to four times a week, and then I go to Hard Knocks like two mm-hmm. times a week, and then uh, you know, and then uh. I'll go to regiment like every once in a while. So like literally I'm like kind of everywhere. Yeah. 
Dude, there's so many good gyms and facilities in this area, so it is cool to just kind of dip your toe in everywhere and get experience from everywhere that you can. It can only help. Yeah, man, and uh, it's it's great uh, because, um, you know, I I do I do understand the the idea of like staying with one gym and like building that tribe, um, but uh, I feel like I just, you know, and even like watching some people I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Like I can see, I can see people's games changing because of me, which is right. awesome. I feel yeah. like at, at a small level, I'm influence, influencing like Massachusetts MMA because like I've oh, get yeah. to roll with so many people from everywhere, you know. So Dude, uh, awesome. it, it is really cool, man. And uh, I feel like uh, instead of having one small tribe at one gym, I've ha- I have like a big community, and uh, it only makes everybody better, and that's the goal. So hell yeah. Um, but, Lozons and uh, USMA is definitely um, that's definitely my my main two training areas. So uh, yep. great coach uh, with uh, Tom Hafer is also man. He uh, guy's a, a hidden gym with uh, uh, his boxing. A very, right. very great boxing coach, man. Hell so yeah. I know you got you said that you were over in Washington for a bit, and I know you have a little bit of history with Sick Jitsu over in Spokane. Uh, do you still make appearances there every once in a while and go and chop it up with those guys or? Uh, I talk to them uh, pretty often. I, I talk to Rick Little. Like he he called me after my last fight, and he was nice. like, "He's like, we gotta make some shit happen soon with you in the UFC, man." He was like, oh, "This yeah. shit's getting old, man." Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. And uh, and then Terrence, I talk to like almost every week. So uh, yeah, Terrence is the man. I'll talk to Brady Heisen every once in a while. I was trying to link up with him in Vegas when I went down to Contender Series. He was there, and we were like trying to train, but it just right. didn't work out. But uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I talked to those guys. They're, they're, they're good people, man. They, uh, they definitely, I game a lot too. So definitely dude. It's, it's cool to see like the connections that you've made throughout all these different places that you've been in your life. And you kind of have like little, uh, like the wrestling in Idaho and then Washington and then your home now in Massachusetts, you kind of have a a spread, like you said, a big community around you that you can kind of lean on and you guys can all sharpen each other at the same time. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, and I, because I grew up in a gym that was like, although he was like, you know, a very sought out coach, like one of the best jiu-jitsu coaches. Uh, I grew up in a gym where it was like you would get banned if you like went to another gym. Oh, really? And uh, you know, and I, I get it, but uh, I feel like for MMA, you just you have to get you have to get different looks. You know, you mm-hmm. can't you can't be the biggest fish in in the pond. You know, yeah, when yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. But and then that too, it's like uh, it's just it's it's helped my game so much. I've got I've gotten to see so many different styles, and uh, you know, and I've I hope I've like helped a lot of other people too. And it, but it's cool. You're right, because like uh, like before, like people blew up. I was I was hanging. I was with them training all the time. So it's it's. Exactly. I like to think that like you know, I helped out maybe just a little bit, you know? Yeah, so. dude, I'm sure you definitely did, man, especially with the pedigree you have in jiu-jitsu. I'm sure you were giving those guys lots of trouble on the mats anyway, so and that always helps as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, man. Uh, so, no, it's, uh, but I think the, the most awesome thing of it all is, like, just seeing people, uh, like, blossom, you know, like, Terrence, yeah. to see where he was at when, uh, when we first, like, became friends, and to see him now is, like, uh man i almost cried i remember i saw an old video of him and i, I almost cried because it like the stuff he was doing and uh right. like really the the trouble he was getting into and then seeing him now man uh i remember i watched the video i i, I think i did cry actually yeah, but, i wouldn't blame you man that's his, his story alone is 
insane so it fucking gets me too every time i see it and i because like i've had the pleasure of talking not on the show i'm trying to get him on but you know behind the scenes we've chopped it up a little bit and he's such a nice guy and yeah. just his comeback story and his success in the ufc right now is insane he's blowing up to be one of the one of the biggest stars in his weight class right now so it's just you know it's cool to see cool to see stuff like that yeah man. it makes me so proud it really oh, does i'm sure it does man let's get into your fight career a little bit man you're seven and two as a pro you're fighting for Fury FC. You had one fight there in your last fight. You're now taking a second one with Fury. Uh, what's your experience has kind of been like with that promotion? Um, and how do you feel you stack up against that competition over there? Uh, you know, uh, Fury's a good promotion. I like them. They, uh, uh, they're good. They're, you know, they're just, yeah. to me, they're, they're a stepping stone. And they're a sure. great stepping stone to me. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and as far as the, as the competition, it's it's good competition, you know. Um, like at my weight, there's like three guys in the UFC, you know, uh, or that right. were in the UFC that got cut, that just got cut, and now trying to battle their way back up to the UFC. And then yep. guys are like starting to like make their comeback or like building up like me, you know. So uh, uh, there's good competition, man. And I think there's going to be some guys uh, who are in my weight class at Fury that are going to be in the UFC here soon. So I think it's great. I think it's great competition, but uh, to me, it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, I, I know, uh, I know what I can do and I know, uh, I know I'll kill most people there. Oh yeah. So, not all. And then same in the UFC. It doesn't matter to me. So, um, but uh, no, I, I have a good relationship with the, those guys in Fury, man. They're, uh, you know, they haven't done me bad at all, you know? No, for sure. Uh, but, you know, they they also haven't like you know given me the 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 five star treatments. Yeah, exactly. It is like another one of those promotions where it is like a lot of prospects go through there and you know try and because it's um it's better than like the regional scene and then you kind of it's like the in between where it's like guys are getting pulled from Fury, getting pulled from LFA stuff like that. It's the same type of promotion where guys are using it to like catapult themselves to the next level. So. You know, it just seems like the natural next step from you seeing like the where you've come from, and then this type of promotion just seems like that natural next step. Yeah, and it, uh, I think probably the the best thing about it is like uh, I just get to travel a little bit. Yeah, you know, all sure. I stay in my hotel the whole time, and you know, I make weight. I I do get to like I get to travel a little bit, and I uh, to me it's almost like practice for the UFC. You know, because all these people uh, they like they stay local, and then they have to cut weight. Like yeah. I, it's different you know so to me i see it as like a little bit of practice for that yeah so, even all that stuff like you said like even that's giving you more experience about when you get your time in the ufc like the traveling cutting weight in the hotel do they do do they put you through media as well over there at fury do you get to do, they do any yeah, like they, media stuff yeah they do a little bit of media but it's pretty quick it's like just like a day and then yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah it's like here's it's good it's a good oh, promotion yeah. it's been uh it's been great for uh uh, more than anything, it's been great for like my um, for people figuring out who I am, you know, because exactly. before fighting other promotions, like really good guys, and then like nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, because they're also on Fight Pass too, so that helps a lot of, as well. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, it's been it's been great for me uh, to get my name out for sure. So for sure, man. Here it's been. Good for that. Got you. Got you, man. <laughs> you start. You started off your career one and two. You've now been on a five fight win streak. What's kind of clicked for you since then? You know, what's kind of on this five fight run that you've been on, and you've been pretty dominant. What's kind of clicked for you in your game and just mentally, where it's like now you're hitting your stride. 
I, I just wasn't training at first. Like when I was like, I kind of followed my buddy's path of just running for training. Yeah. And I just kind of did that. <laughs> I was I was working two full time jobs. Yeah. I was like in the guard, and I was like I was like training every once in a while, kind of. Right. And uh, I just I literally just wasn't training. I was uh I probably should have had more amateur fights because I had like two or three, and then um, yeah. I mean, I just didn't have the experience. I didn't have the the training because I and I I didn't have the pace for it either because I just got done wrestling in college. It was like a six minute pace, so I had uh. Or sorry, it was a seven-minute match, so I had a seven-minute pace, you know? And then I would get tired after that. Right. Uh, I was just kind of I was new to the sport, you know? I was just I was green. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Is that kind of a piece of advice that you would give to young fighters come up is, like, get that AMI experience first, you know? Make sure that you're in the gym training and kind of get that get that mat time in while you can. Yeah, uh, the mat time is important for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's just like I remember growing, growing up, because like, I started wrestling pretty late um like in terms of being like good like in college right uh, i remember uh my coach would always say i didn't have the mat time but i, I, I like I, but i would do so great against everybody he's like right. you need you need a little bit more mat time and then he, i would just wrestle all all the time even throughout the summer right um, but it helps because it does like it gets you the, the experience of like losing weight and then like you know resting for a little bit and they're like hey carlos you're up on mat five and you're like yeah oh, yeah <laughs> So uh, finding your ritual, and it's almost the same thing with fighting. It's like you find your ritual, you uh, you know, you go on your flight, you make your way, you know, and then uh, learning how to rehydrate the right way, right. and uh, you know, doing uh, things during training camp, what not to do during training camp, and uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah man. it's different. So it's just like I didn't know the sport. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it makes total sense, man. It's just a gradual improvement of you. Like you said, getting that important mat time, and then now it seems like you kind of put your whole game together, figured it out, getting wins over over some pretty notable guys. Like you, you did beat a guy in Ricky Steele who was on the Ultimate Fighter and the Contender Series. Uh, beautiful mounted triangle in the third round. Talk about like kind of the guys that you fought and you've beaten that kind of have like this um, background with the Ultimate Fighter and the Contender Series. You fought a few of those guys. How's it feel to get wins over guys that kind of had that kind of platform? Yeah, I mean, so like, uh, so I was one and two, and then uh, I remember my first fight because I, I was like, I did three years in uh, like training in the military, so I didn't fight or train at all. Right. <laughs> I got back into training because I was like, I was getting depressed because I wasn't training, and then I remember right. I, I jumped into a random gym, and then it was like the the highest heel in the world. So I was like, all right, I'm back training, and I was like I was training a lot, you know, I was training so much, and then uh, my first fight back as uh, when I was one and two was against a guy who was like nine and four he was nine and four so like you don't hear that you know and that's, yeah, like, that's pretty wild <laughs> like, yeah and uh and uh i assassinated him it wasn't it wasn't even like uh and i was like nervous about it but but he was like a guy that was like up and coming like potentially like getting to ufc here soon and uh and it was it was like a three-round fight and i uh I, I, they judged all judges scored at 30, 25, you know, so I had two 10, eight rounds, Jesus. you know, <laughs> and yeah, then that's I, pure domination. And then I had another fight right after that, who, uh, a kid, uh, Tyson Lynn. And man, I feel sorry for this kid. Cause like all his losses are against guys who are in the UFC, you know, like good guys. And he like survives really well with them right. and fought for the CFFC title. And then, uh, I dominated him too, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so then I was uh, three and two. And then uh, I got a guy who like made it to the finals of Sparta. It's like uh, this boxing, kickboxing, and then MMA tournament. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, if you win it, you you win fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, so it's like a big tournament. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, uh, he made it to the finals of that, and then uh, uh, lost to Cody Durden, who's in, who's in the UFC now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, I submitted that guy, and after that, uh, let's see. Uh, after Dylan, I had a guy who fought in Bellator, and then he was uh, uh, I also thirty twenty five to him. Uh, I didn't get to finish him, but I also thirty twenty five. Yeah, that's nuts. And then, I, then after that was Ricky Steele, and then uh, I didn't like. I probably got hit maybe one. Yeah, I got hit like once, and then uh, I dominated him for like two rounds, and then uh, mounted triangle, and then I got Randy Villarreal, uh, uh, who whose record wasn't the best, but he just beat a contender series vet and was a three fight win streak, and then. Uh, uh, so I was like, all right, he's probably like somewhat good if he like beat like he's beating yeah, guys. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, uh, I just cut him up with elbows. You yeah, know? Dude, so, that, you split him open nice on the forehead. Yeah. So uh, you know, I just uh, yeah. In the beginning, when I, I fought that guy, that was nine and four. I didn't believe in myself because like I was like, right, I don't know, I lost two. But then my coach was like, no man, like trust, he's like, trust me, you're gonna kill all these guys. I don't think yeah. you realize. <laughs> Because I, like, I was just starting to piece it together at that time. Right. Um, uh, so to me, it's like it's been a big confidence boost, like to beat these sure. guys, and then uh, you know it's uh, it's been a big confidence boost, and uh, yeah, you're building your resume and you're and you're stating your claim to finally get that shot, which is coming for you. I'm sure it'll come for you by the end of the year. So, but yeah, it is like you said, like once you look back on your on your record, you see these guys that you beat. It is, I'm sure it is like a big confidence boost for you. And it also looks well on your record as well that you're beating guys that have this type of experience when you were still, you know, finding your way and making your way through the ranks. It's pretty oh, yeah. impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I know like it gives me confidence that I'm going to do great in the next level too, you know? Uh, yeah, because I, I probably like if I would have like uh, maybe my first three fights, if I would have fought lower level competition, I probably, I, pr- I think I would be nine and no, I, or what am I? Yeah, 17. I, I'd be nine and no right now, you know? Right. Uh, or if I waited a little bit more in the amateurs, I definitely would have been a nine and no, you know? So, yeah, uh, for sure. But to me, it, it, it's, uh, it doesn't bother me. Uh, yeah, it's all, part, it's all part of your journey, man. Yeah, I'm glad I got that experience. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm still getting that experience, you know? Hell so. yeah. You're still super young, man. And you, you still have such a high ceiling in so far that you're, career can go and i'm sure it'll go anywhere that you want it to once you keep you have like i could tell you have a high work ethic and no quit spirit in you so i can tell that you're taking the stuff that you know is gonna propel you into the future and give you the success that you want so you know all the love to you and all the respect because you're one of these guys that's out here doing the hard work you know i just love it man uh, uh, it, i, I mean, can tell not- you love it just from talking to you man you you love you love the grind yeah, to me it's not even a grind, bro. I think I think it's just like it's a. I, to me, it's just it's just training. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I get depressed when I don't train. Like, yeah, legit. I'm sure. I'm, I, sure I'm like do, a different man. person, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> to me, like it's like to me, it's like therapy. Like I need it. I need this shit. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hell yeah. It, to me, I. I uh, I just I can't man. I, I I couldn't. I can't imagine. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I can't compete anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
probably that's probably that's coach. Right. Yeah, you probably will still like end up being a coach and you know helping <laughs> kids out in the gym. That just seems like the type of guy that you are. You know, you're already kind of doing it now, helping out the guys in the gym and whatnot, and doing your part that way. So even if once your career's over, I'm sure there's you're always going to be finding yourself in the gym. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's true, man. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about your next fight a little bit, bro. You got Fury Fury FC 65 taking on Nate Smith. He's 6-3, and three, former Dana White Contender Series alum. Another one of these guys that you're looking to add to your record. What do you know about this guy going into this fight? What do you know about his background? Kind of give me the breakdown of this guy that you that you kind of know about a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I've studied Nate a lot, actually. Um, he started off 6-0 uh, with all finishes. And then... Uh, was not, got then he got to the contender series and then he started fighting higher level competition and it's uh really the to me the contender series like ruined his career because now he, he has to fight better guys right um uh he fought jimmy flick and then uh he fought for the lfa title and lost to victor alter moreno and then he lost to paris moran who uh who's a guy in fury right now mm-hmm. but uh he has a strong wrestling background uh, to me, not that strong. I feel like I'm a way better wrestler than him. Sure. And uh, uh, his striking is, um, without being like rude, uh, I think like uh, unorthodox. He has a kind of an unorthodox style. I think very inefficient. <clears throat> but um, he's gamer, you know, like he doesn't have much quit in him. Like, because I've seen him fights where uh, he's really getting like, uh, Jimmy Flick was kind of fucking him up in the contender series. Right. Uh, but he was just, Every every second, he made everything difficult, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Uh, but he's he's a grinder. But um, you know, I think it, I think it's gonna be a fight similar to what he experienced, like with Jimmy Flick, is where he's just kind of getting grinded out, but worse. So yeah, yeah. How do you kind of see the in your in the perfect world, or like in not in perfect world, but like in your mind when you visualize the fight? How do you kind of see this fight going for you? Like, where do you see where do you see yourself winning this fight? I see myself finishing him, uh, whether that's uh, on my feet or by rear naked choke because he has some bad habits um one of those two i think uh either in the clinch or uh, by rear naked choke because uh he has a bad habit of just popping up too quick and leaving his mm-hmm. neck open um but uh who knows man it could be it's, it's a fight man it could go anywhere yeah so uh but i i see myself definitely getting a finish with uh with nate but he's just he's just gamey you know like that's yeah, yeah, the- yeah. just one of those guys yeah, it's the best, very scrappy, you know, best way I can describe him. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think technique wise, not, you know, to me, not, it hasn't been like the most dangerous guy that I've fought. Uh, definitely not the most powerful guy I've fought. Uh, and then I'm probably a little bit bigger than him at 125. So, oh, yeah. Uh, after you get this W on June 26, what's <clears throat> next for you? Are you, are you calling for that UFC shot? Is that where you want next or? Are you still okay with getting another fight before you go into the UFC? Kind of is that what's where's your headspace out there? Uh, I want to get a short notice. You know, we we're working on the short notice, but then uh, they're like, it might take a minute. And I was I was like waiting for a short no- short notice, like one week after my last fight, and then it didn't happen. And uh, and then uh, it was like from there, it was like uh, I we I didn't know. I was like, it could it could be a minute. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather just fight. I was like, let's get me another fight. I'll get another finish. And I'll make it undeniable. So uh, kind of the same um, to me, this is going to be the same plan is like I finish this guy and then uh, if nothing happens, I go out there and I finish another guy, you know, and exactly. eventually it's just going to be undeniable. It was like, oh, man, this guy just keeps finishing. People. Yeah, dude. 
you're, you're finally getting that recognition I see from the media on the outside, kind of putting you in like those lists where it's like guys to keep your eye on, you know, top five guys going to outside on the UFC, getting the contract soon. So it seems like you're definitely catching the attention of everybody as you should, you know, you're deserve well deserving. If not after your last fight, definitely after this one. And um, like you said, like you always say, it's a matter of time until you get there, man. And I don't want to be like, I've had a couple of guys on my show that uh, have gotten contracts after they've been on here. So, you know, I might be, I might be the good luck charm, man. You never know. You never know. You know, I had, I had, I had Charles Johnson on. He's now fighting a, a top prospect. And then Dan Argetta just got his shot. So I don't know, man. I might be the good luck charm out here. Yeah. Good luck charm, man. <laughs> yeah. And soon you're going to be like Carl Zoya right after that. We yeah. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. If it happens, I'm not saying it's because of me. I'm not saying it. <laughs> um, do you have your eye on anybody inside the UFC roster right now in either 135 or 125 that you would love to step in there with? Like maybe your first, second fight that you're like, okay, these are guys that when I get in there, that's who I would love to open up my career against. Uh, man, at 125, dude, I don't think it matters for anybody at 125. I don't think anyone can touch me in the top, within the top. I feel like I, I could be top five within a year at mm -hmm. 125. And I'm not trying to say that cock like as cocky, but uh, yeah. man, I, I really I just don't I don't see it. I don't see anyone giving me a hard time with my debut or anything like that. Uh, 135. Uh, man, I feel like I fight so many people at 135 too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not trying to be cocky, but I just I, I love fighting. Hey man, talk your shit, man. This is this is you have you know what you bring to the table, man. There's no no point. I mean, no point in hiding. They just got to own that. Oh yeah, man. But. Uh, uh, let's see, um, a 125. Man, I love uh, like a matchup against me, uh, against Askar Askarov, just because I'm I love grappling. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, like he's a good he's a good wrestler and good sambo guy. But just watching him, I just know I'd out grapple him, and I feel like oh, I'd yeah. finish. But um, you know, like uh, just top names like that. And then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, bro. I'd, I'd love to get that rematch with O'Malley too. You know, yeah, <laughs> imagine, dude, that would be. Crazy. Everybody, yeah, I know that'd be so funny, huh? That would be crazy. Uh, my first fight as an amateur, boom. <laughs> yeah. the first fight as a uh, product that obviously won't happen because yeah. he's higher ranked. But um, who knows, man? Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, are you open to the idea of going on the contender series if something does open up this summer on there? You know, I do like the idea of uh, contender series. Um, Mostly because it would give me like a set date, whereas like I win this fight and then I'm immediately back on my diet, which kind of sucks because that's exactly what I did with my last fight. And uh, it's draining. It is a little draining uh, physically and mentally. Um, so I would I would like to get off a diet for like a little bit and yeah. get a blow up a little bit and then boom, then I, I would have like a date you know yeah exactly because now when you're kind of looking for a late fill and you don't know you have to be ready at all times you yeah know? so like that's i think that's the hardest thing about this is like i'm just kind of staying ready the whole time which is great for like you know uh but it's also kind of it it does it does take a little bit out of you you know oh, so, i'm sure dude i'm sure but yeah, you know, yeah, whatever happens, man. I know it's gonna happen. So Hell yeah, bro. I'm su I'm super excited to see you fight on June twenty sixth, man. I know it's gonna be a banger. Um, thank you for coming on and talking to me. Before I get you out of here, I just got a few like fun questions, not really MMA related, you know, just kinda get to know you a little bit better and, you know, get some of those off off my chest. You good with that? Yeah, for sure. For Let's sure. go, man. What's your are you a movie guy? What's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, you know, it's funny because someone asked me this uh, the other day. 
Oh, and yeah. like just out of panic, I said, "I am legend." Uh, <laughs> this is not my favorite movie. <laughs> uh, Scratch it off the record. All right. Yeah, we're scratching that one off. Uh, man, I don't know if I have a favorite movie. Uh, Are you gonna give me another answer? They're gonna have to scratch off the record later. Oh, we'll see. Well, let's move on to the <laughs> right. question. What's next? This. Uh, if you could get, if you had to get stuck in a desert with one of your training partners, who would it be? <laughs> I feel like Connor. We're good. Is, it, is that all? Is that only because he you're wearing his t-shirt? Uh, no, that's not like us. Maybe it may be fifty percent. But Hell yeah, uh, I, I feel like he's a good survivalist, man. So I'm sure uh, you guys would do some work uh, out there. At worst case scenario, I kill him and then I <laughs> I use his body to survive. Oh no! <laughs> Don't do Connor like that, man. <laughs> Who was your uh, favorite athlete growing up? Did you have a specific favorite athlete that you looked up to? Anderson Silva. Yeah, Anderson. that's the one. Yeah, I love Dan. I still love him, man. I watch all his shit. So. Me too, man. He's out here boxing, and I'm still tuned in every time he fights. So, you know, I'm always down to watch Anderson throw hands. Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, too. It's crazy, man. When you were a kid, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, Jiu-Jitsu world champion. That's what I wanted to be. So. <laughs> Check. <laughs> yeah. uh, do, you, do you think Bigfoot is real? No. Uh, no. A lot of time in Washington, uh, the people who do think Bigfoot are, are real are crazy. <laughs> I agree with you, bro. <laughs> um, if you could go pro in any other sport besides the combat sports world, which sport would you go pro in? Basketball. Basketball. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like watching uh, their things when they're uh, when they're dribbling. Yeah. They like, fake. I feel like yeah, some the, of those. The ball crazy. hand, the ball handles, and the crossovers and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's cool. Good shit. They get all right, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. We got a big one tonight too, man. The Celtics are playing tonight. I oh, know, playing tomorrow night. When this is uploaded, it'll be on. Um, but dude, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Um, it's a pleasure talking to you. You're a cool ass dude. I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to talk to you, man. So thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thank you, man. And I'm sure uh, you're. I hope I get to keep your good luck streak going with the with calls to the UFC. So. I hope so, bro. I hope so. You got um. <laughs> You want before you get out of here, you want to like plug your socials in anywhere anybody can find you? Yeah, uh, um, I just made a Twitter not too long ago, Carlos Azoya MMA, and then uh, Instagram, Carlos Azoya MMA, also. So you can follow me on both, and uh, I'll probably follow you back. So, hell yeah, <laughs> yes, sure, bro. Thanks for coming on again, man. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon, and um, best of luck in, in your future. And hopefully, next time I talk to you, you got the contract. Awesome, brother. Thank you yes, so much. Sir. I appreciate yes, you. Oh, man. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate you.